what up people welcome back to can i live podcast how y'all doing i know it's been a minute it's been a minute but i have a reason for that um most recently january 29th 2021 i my mom passed away um so i've been mia you know um for that i do apologize but i just wanted to let y'all know as my 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 listeners i feel like i gotta keep it real with y'all so yeah i just um I lost interest in a lot of things and one of them being this podcast and I said I gotta get back to it you know I gotta get back to it so yeah my mom passed January 29th um she was 65 um just like two years ago I believe I lost my grandma and she was 89 90 around there and um I was just like, you know, I got my mom up until then, around that that age, I'm good. You know, I got to fuck another good 25, 30 years, you know. Um, nah, 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 that's not how it went. <laughs> um, I took advantage of the fact that I thought I had her forever or for a longer while than this. Um, and I didn't really realize, I didn't want to accept what was going on, I think. I was in a world where it was like, nah she good you know like i didn't want to accept that you know um and i was like she good and then when that happened it was just like what and i got the feeling that it was let me tell you so january 29th she passed away the whole month of january i was depressed the entire month because january 8th she went to the hospital so pretty much the whole month i was depressed and then she went to the hospital and it it, it was just too real you know like we had to meet up with the doctors as a family uh we had to go and i got a call to come to new york immediately um like during covid they were only letting like one uh visitor a day and they lifted that for us because we are a big family um it was just too many things happening up until the point that she passed away that made me think that this was becoming real that this was something that was going to happen but i was in a place of um i was in a place of delusion i don't know i don't know i just didn't want to accept it you know um it's because she's been in the hospital a few times and each time was like okay she on her way back you know um but this time it was just too real it was just too real it was too real too real too real and i didn't want to accept it um so i got the call my pops called me and um he was crying um he was choked up a little bit when he told me and um i you know i was in a t- what <laughs> i never in my life lost anyone like this like someone close to my heart my mother was my my favorite person in the world um she holds a big chunk of my heart so um if not the whole thing so if uh I don't know. I just never been through that. Like I've seen people go through stuff like this and I was there to console them and be a, a shoulder if they needed a, a ear, if they needed, you know, stuff like that. And <laughs> like when it happens to you, it's different. I'm sorry. It's just different. Like my friends and family know I don't ask for anything, you know? So when it's that time when I'm asking people, I had to call my friends and say, can y'all please pray up until that point? Um, when we got the news, um, and it was like, yeah, you know, I told them, yeah, they know I don't ask for anything. And so prayer is not, it don't cost you nothing to pray. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just like, can you just take a minute or two 
to keep my mom in your prayers every day for her speedy recovery. And they, they, my friends showed up and showed out. You know what I'm saying? Thank you for everyone who showed up for me and my family. You didn't have to, and you did. I mean, you never know really how much love you have around you until you go through something tragic. Tragic. And it's like, whoa, all this love? Are you serious? It was beyond my, it was my, what? It was just out of this world the way people showed up and showed up. I mean, thank y'all for doing that. It was well, well received. It was heartfelt. It just, it just put me in a different place when I needed to be in a different place, you know? Um, and I'm not all about love like that. Like, I just don't like too much love. You know what I mean? I just don't think that I, I deserve it. Like, I don't know why. I just don't, I'm like, I'm not the, ugh, you know what I mean? Like, that's why I have a small core group like i have friends but then i have a group or like one or two people who have like unprecedented access to me <laughs> hear me like i'm the, like i'm a celebrity but yeah, yeah i'm a celebrity i would do that <laughs> um yeah so when it's like the the love that was coming through i was just like i was like i didn't know how to take it type of thing i mean text messages facebook instagram like oh my god like i was like whoa Anyway, little backstory about my mom. She was born May 16th, 1955. Yes, she was my Taurus. My shout out to my Tauruses. I think I'm um you know what's crazy? All the female friends in my life is so crazy are like a piece of my mom. And this it showed at uh the the funeral and the viewing and stuff like that and the repast. It was just like they were like, Are you eating? Are you you know what I mean? Like, do you need to make you a plate can i feed you they were showing up they always like like just strong women like it was like stop it my mama <laughs> but it was like it didn't it didn't dawn on me that the the, the, the ladies i hang out hang, hang, hang around with are just kind of like my mom all of them are strong and uh uh, uh go-getters and like just like they don't play you know what i mean and that's the the what i have around me and i love that i love a strong woman um and so they was showing they was this it was just a lot of love it was just a lot of love so um she was my taurus and tauruses y'all know how y'all do y'all know y'all y'all know how y'all do it's it's a lot like uh, very bullheaded very uh you know gotta be right unable to be wrong type of thing um but it's it's from love you know what i mean like for some reason tauruses know how to keep people like they would lose people, but the people that they need to keep, they are there. Whether it's on and off, they are there. Tauruses know how to keep people, you know, and they are, they make it kind of like a necessity to have them around. <laughs> Always, especially in my life. At least I, I should say that, especially in my life. Like, they make it a necessity for them to be around. Like, you know, they leave their mark. Basically, they, they leave their mark and you always are going to remember them and, um, you got to remember their energy. So my mom was a disciplinarian growing up. Yes, yes, yes. Eight kids, you know, and her and my pops were very traditional. Um, Papi went out and made the money and mommy stood home raising these damn kids. Okay. Can you imagine eight kids, eight different personalities running rampant, you know, puberty, hormones and all this other stuff and having to deal with that. Mommy did what she had to do. She was whooping our ass. Yes. She was yelling at us. Yes. You know, and. She did what she had to do. You look back at it like, you know, like we hated it at the time, but we didn't know. So, and as you grow up, you get more mature, you start knowing, you know. Um, my relationship with my mother was, it was deep. I was really connected to my mom. Like, um, 
as a kid, um, if my mom would go away for any reason, like she would go, like we, she built the house in Honduras, so she always had to go back and um, handle that stuff, you know, make sure things are right, contracts and all that other stuff. So she would go away for months at a time. And, you know, um, and then just vacations and stuff. Like she would just go like, she needed a break. You know, she had eight kids. She would leave us behind sometimes, you know? And she deserved that. Um, but when she would leave, when I was a kid, when she would leave, I would get sick like a dog and I couldn't explain it. I could not explain it. Like there's been times my pops would get a call from school when I was in elementary to come get me cause I was so sick. And um, I remember a specific time <laughs> she went to Honduras with, with three of the youngest, the youngest four. She took my brother, Percy, my sister Debbie, my sister Bianca. And the older four were, they stay behind. Obviously they growing up and um, she left me like, why did you take all four of us? You know what I'm saying? She left me and I didn't believe it. Like I came home from school one day and they, she was packing. They was, there was big like luggage. She packing all this stuff. My father packing. I'm like, you going somewhere? He's like, yeah, we're going to Honduras. And I said, Oh, we're going to Honduras. And it's like, not you. And I was like, who's going? And I was like, what? Why are you only taking three? And I didn't want to believe it. It was, it was so crazy. Cause I didn't want to go to sleep because so the flights are in the morning. At least that's at that time. The flight was in the morning. You, you connect in Miami. You fly from Miami to Honduras, San Pedro Sula. Um, and that night, I remember not wanting to sleep because they literally wasn't packing any of my stuff. <laughs> and only three of them was getting ready. So I was just like, OK, yo, I woke up that morning and all of them were gone. I was devastated just devastated but that's just one example so that time she left my father had to step up in a big way that she was going for like two months that summer yep um i wasn't eating i wasn't shitting <laughs> um i was i was sick i was throwing up like my father was just annoyed by me <laughs> And it wasn't like I was acting out. I wasn't showing out. This is something I couldn't handle. I was getting fevers. I was getting all the stuff. Like, oh my God, you can ask my pop. He was like, you are, I, he hated when my mother would leave me because I don't know what would be the problem. There's nothing that I could control. You know what I'm saying? Um, he had to force feed me sometimes. She, he had to do things that, you know what I mean? Like, like he was probably like, I got to work, you know, and to come home from work <laughs> to handle you. And you know, my, uh, my oldest siblings weren't really, trying to rock with me they was like this little come on now get up go go get like go like you know that was one summer that was like you know how you be outside with the kids playing around and all that nah it was me in the house like hiding like i don't know i didn't want to be outside i just missed my mother dearly like why did you leave me but um she came back and all that everything i was going through went away and that's how it was she would go away for a while i would be sick and then she'll come back and all that will be away. Like nothing. Like no doctor appointment. No no Vicks on the chest. No nothing. It was just like, I'm back. And I was like, I'm happy. <laughs> and then the next day she'll be yelling at me, whipping in my ass. I'm like, damn it. Ugh, as long as I sh she's around, I'm good though. You know, like it was stupid. It was crazy. Um, and I was her favorite son. You know, people are not going to understand that. Like I was her favorite. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Like. It just was one of those things we had. It was, we were connected in a different way. I can't explain it. We even having the same 
blood type. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just like one of those things that like, what is up? Um, she was just like one of those people that, I don't know. Like, it was just, it was weird to explain that story. But that's just an, an example of who she was to me. That's our relationship. Like, she, we were connected. And we went through our ups and downs. Just like any other, you know, parent-child um, relationship. You know, but it wasn't drastic. It was just like, for me, it wasn't drastic, but whatever. Um, this lady, I mean, I, stay with me because I'm going to get emotional, you know, and just 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 rock with me if you're going to rock with me. Um, she didn't really give a lot of hugs and kisses, man. She didn't really. She, she would hold you sometimes, but, you know, it wasn't like she wasn't an affectionate person like that. But she eventually became that person, you know? She wasn't affectionate. I remember hugs from her, I remember kisses from her, but I remember more so, you know, <laughs> you know, I just remember she was mean, you know, but she came, it came with good reason that we didn't get at that time. But eventually she became a hugger and a kisser and, you know, and oh, I love my kids and, uh, you know. Um, leading up to her passing, um, she would mention things like it didn't make any sense for me. I, like I said, I was in a state of indie now and, but it was kind of those, one of those things where, excuse me, I'm getting emotional. It was kind of one of those things where, um, she kind of knew, you know, and she would like say things <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? One thing she mentioned to me, she was like, she's like, you know, I went to South Africa, I went on a couple of cruises, I've been to Florida, I've been to, you know, here, I went to Panama, and she went to a, a couple of countries, and she just was, you know, listening to stuff, and there was more places she wanted to go, but she was just like, you know, I lived, you know, I lived, and I'm looking at her like, yo, you still got some living to do, because, you know, <laughs> I'm the plug, I'm your airline plug, you go on places, don't even think that you're not, um, and it's just, you know, the, the last message she she had a bunch of stuff to say that I wasn't I wasn't really trying to feel you know what I mean because it was all kind of like getting herself ready for what's next and I wasn't with it like I was just like yo stop talking to me like this you know stop talking like what are you talking about she would say like and I visited a few times and I was just like <sighs> um the last one of the last things she said to me on January 1st was she looked at me she was washing dishes she looked over her shoulder and she said I see a lot of big things for you this year a lot of big things and I'm like you're gonna be there for all of that I was like thank you but the way she was saying it was like she's not gonna be here for it <laughs> um oh, Jesus. I'm gonna relax and calm down so I can talk to y'all okay um, she said, I see a lot of big things for you, a lot of big things for you. It's going to be a big year for you. She's like, I really do. And I was like, thank you, ma. And I kind of walked away because it's like, stop saying things like this. Um, thank you, but you're going to be there for all of it. So we good. We Gucci. You know, I got plans for you. You know, um, one of the things I love to do is see my mom, well, make my mother smile. <laughs> make her smile it was very important to me to make her smile um and i grew up as the comedian of the family 
and I knew I knew how to I knew I could make her laugh. There were times she would laugh hysterically when I was a kid and she'd be like, Do that again, do that again, or say that again, say that again, you know? Um, so I knew I could make her laugh. I knew I could see her I, making her smile was very important to me because she was always in a place where she had to be a dis- disciplinarian. Um so all I ever wanted to do is make her smile, make her happy, make her happy. Um, one of the complaints she had uh, when we were growing up was, I come home from work and I got to cook and I got to clean and then I got to get with y'all in school. Da-da-da. She was complaining all the time. So little by little, I started watching her cook and I started cooking. You know, I started cleaning. I started washing clothes. I, got, I even went grocery shopping at times and um, she was happy. There was nothing there was she couldn't complain about the things she was complaining about. I could say that. You know, she had complaints, but she wasn't complaining about the food not being ready and da da. You know, there was times she was coming home and she'd be like, mm, you know, I'd be like, Mommy, you wanna make you a plate? She's like, No. Um, I got let me take my pills or whatever, and you know, let me settle in and then I could take my plate or you can make my plate, you know. And it brought so much joy to me to do that for her because she was always kind of like in a bad place, you know. Um and for a while she would be like hey are you cooking today or what are you cooking today and i you know i'm like this lady tripping i was just doing it for a bit but now <laughs> now you're taking a back seat but it, it brought me joy to help her in the kitchen i would clean meat i would you know cut it i would cut you know vegetables and get things prepared for her and you know and it, it was just it was a happy time it was a happy time and i was able to be the reason for that you know and i loved it because I just wanted to make her smile. Now, as as strong as she was, um, she had a moment where she cried. And I witnessed her crying at least twice. I know once for sure she was crying on the phone with my brother. Um, and she was like, well, what can we do now? What am I supposed to do? Like, it was just a lot. And I think she cried also um, over one of my sisters. And, you know, I was like, are you okay? You know, stuff like that. And, you know, it just pained me to see her cry. I was like, I don't want to be the reason why she cries. And I stepped up in a way where I I, I didn't want to be that reason. You know, I couldn't. Like, with all her kids and all the stress she had in her life, I did not want to add to her to that list. You know, so I stepped up in a way to make her happy. And it was very, like she was happy and it brought me joy. I was like, yes she's happy you know um and i just knew that seeing her cry no matter how much a person inflicts stuff on you uh inflict pain on you you don't want to see them go through what you go through so you step up and you you put on your big boy pants and you 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 be a big boy you know and you start doing things and i was showing up i was cooking i was cleaning i started driving like and i was going to college i had a conversation with her and my father and sophomore year and i said i am going to college and i'm not staying in state <laughs> they was like, all right i was like out of state is a lot of money just be ready you know they was like, okay needless to say um yeah they weren't ready <laughs> by the time <laughs> it was my time i mean like i said they had other kids and a lot of stuff and the two years before you go to college is not like a real like message that i want to college it's, it's kind of like when it start happening then it's like oh shit it's happening and then by the time it was going down it was like oh we don't have it for you but um she took out a parent plus loan for me and i made sure she did that because y'all not i'm not staying in this house i needed to get out um so uh she definitely 
by the time I think I think I made it happy in a way, but but because I was like, so we come from a culture where we party, you know, like a lot of black cultures we party, like and like especially in Caribbeans, like it's soca, it's calypso, it's carnival time, and all that stuff. Like we listen to music, we go to parties, so we have a culture where we party. So um, we were doing that for for a while since we were kids. Like our parents would take us to like functions and festivals or whatever, and. You know, we had a good time growing up, you know? Um, and so it got to the point where my mother was like, I'm done with these parties and stuff like that. Like, I had, And I got to a, a time where I wanted to party by myself or, you know, wanted to go out with my cousins and, you know, the parents stay behind. And, you know, um, a lot of times it was like, no, you can't go. <laughs> a lot of times it was like, no, you can't go, you know? Um, but one time I snuck out and I went. And it was so crazy because I planned it. I was just like... Uh, for a couple of weeks, I would just come home from school. Uh, I would do my homework. I would do everything correct. I would stay home, blah, blah, blah. And literally, the day of, the day of, the day of uh, of me, the day of the party, um, she was like, you don't have friends? you always in the house. You don't, you don't go out? And I said, look at God. <laughs> look at God. Just showing up right on time. And I was like, okay. In my head, I was just like, okay, you want me to go out? No problem. So I got ready. And um, no, I didn't get ready. It wasn't. A, it was It was the day. She asked me in the daytime. And then I was like, no problem. And at nighttime, I already had plans with my cousins. So um, at nighttime, I like got dressed real slow, real easy. She was sleeping in the living room. She was watching some TV or something like that around 9 o'clock. She normally sleeps around 11. So, but that time... As God would have it, he knocked her out for a little bit around the time I needed to sneak out. So I snuck out and um, didn't come back to the next morning. Had a great time. It was a cool time, but you know how in the back of your head, you know you're about to get your ass bust when you get in this house. So you just have the the, the fun that you can have. Um, but really, you like, oh, shit, you know. Da-da-da. So I snuck back in like 5, 6 in the morning. And sure enough, she getting up to use the bathroom as I sneak in. And she, you know, yelling, where were you? My father's like, I was waiting up here till like 3 in the morning for you. And da-da-da. Um, yeah, I got, I got, I wasn't punished. I would, They yelled at me, but I was not punished. Like, they didn't punish me. <laughs> and um, after that, they never really, they never really asked. They never really cared about me going out. They just let me do it. They just let me do it. Now, I want to say, one part of me wants to say, you know, about the seventh child they done had it they're they're good they're tired they just tired they don't want to deal with it um but the other hand is like you know what i was making this lady smile a lot i was showing up i was cooking i was doing things that made her happy uh that took away from her plate you know what i'm saying and what she had to do so um it's either those two, you know what I'm saying? They, they saw that I was doing stuff and they was letting me do whatever I wanted. And I wasn't making her smile so I could get away with going to parties and stuff like that. I was just making her smile because she needed to smile. And I think they took to that and they um, they looked at that as, you know, what I was doing. So they just let me do whatever I want. For a while, I had freedom, man. I was just like, whoo, I was going out and all this stuff. But I wasn't a straight-A student. I didn't really apply myself in school. I was intelligent, but I didn't really apply myself. And I just knew I was going to pass and I knew I was going to graduate. But, you know, I just, you know, I just wanted to do my own thing. So, 
they saw that and i think they just let me do what i wanted so anyway um i wasn't i remember one time my friends was like kenny do you ever get in trouble i was like don't say that <laughs> i was like don't say that you're gonna jinx me they were like you be out all times of night your parents don't be worrying about you i was like don't i'm like you know what i was out there with y'all so what y'all talking about you know what i'm saying like but i knew their parents and i knew they was like lenient as fuck like they was just like yeah go out whatever this that's why i was chilling with them because i knew you know so they was like you just never be in trouble your parents don't get you know, i'm like don't put that in the atmosphere don't say that and i never got in trouble i never really did it really did um it was just weird for them that i would be out all times and, I, and they didn't know where i was going i think and it was like what you doing out there in the streets but um, I'm not going to know what as I say this. I never got arrested and I never got in trouble with the law in a way where, you know, most teenager, teenagers would. would. Let me knock on wood now. Is that, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so I did what I had to do. But <sighs> mommy, mommy, mommy. I'm glad I'm talking about this because I get to express myself and all this other stuff. Well... As we got older, she started hugging and kissing, and she liked to be happy. She would dance. My last hug from her, like I said, was January 1st. Um, my last kiss, January 1st. Um, I spoke to her January 7th, and I had bought her um, some uh, some flour. Um, she liked to, like, not flowers, but flowers. She liked to bake with different type of flowers. Well, she had a... a, a a flower, a flower that she liked, which is MacArthur flower, or something like that. She always had me buy it from BJ's because I got a BJ membership. They don't have it in Costco's and whatever. And every time I go home, I had to bring another one if she needed it. Um, um, so I did. But then I found some a uh, more expensive type of flower, and I was like, "Ma, this might be better." Um, you know, try it out. Da da da. So I called her on January seventh, and we spoke for a little bit, and she was like a little down. She was a little down. You know, I'm here. I'm here. And um, she said, I asked if she used the flowers. She's like, no, not yet. Um, I, I'm going to use it. I think I'm going to make pan de coco. I'm going to make pan de coco with it. Yeah, I'll make it tonight or something like that. Yeah, she said, I'll make it tonight, pan de coco. I said, okay, cool. Save me some. Put some in the freezer. And, you know, I'll get it when I'm, I'll eat it when I'm there. Um, coconut bread, basically, is what pan de coco is. You know? <laughs> um, the garifuna way. Um, but, uh she uh she didn't end up making it make she didn't make the bread no um and then uh, i got a call the next day that she was back in the hospital and then you know <laughs> that's it <laughs> um we visited i visited her um like i said she was strapped up to the, the bed and they had all these things and she suffered she suffered uh three strokes and uh it just wasn't looking good but as as it went as it went on um it was heart failure um she had a weak heart uh shit after eight kids <laughs> um but it wasn't like immediately so these are things that was been going on since like 20 years now like progressively happening um it just got worse you know we tried our best she had an lvad she had a defibrillator she was on a list for a heart transplant um things were looking good she was scared she was just scared though 
she was she was scared she was scared she was she was i knew she was scared i knew she was scared um i could feel it i can sense it her words said it she was in a place of fear but acceptance at the same time making making uh what's that coming to terms with it that's what it is she was coming to terms with it um now there's a million ways to die you know um you could do it it could be instant uh just like out of nowhere like maybe a shooting or something or it could be in a way where you could leave you could leave little notes here and there you know i'm on my way i'm on my way and she was leaving little notes here and there little notes here and there um and i just wasn't accepting it i was in a place where nah lady stop playing with me <laughs> no god you're playing around like it's too early for all of this stuff like stop doing this which way is worse to go there's no right way to go to to, to die um i'm just happy that she got to leave her mark and i'm glad it wasn't tragic um i'm glad i'm not looking for people to get back at them you know <laughs> she went um peacefully peacefully in one piece yeah yeah um I played her music. She loved her music. Um, I went to the hospital, played her music in her ear. Um, I sent music to my sister. Shout out to Stephanie because she's she's been hands on, okay, as she should have been. She was one of the problems, and, and you know we was kids. <laughs> Keep it real, you know, stressing my mama out. Um, she. Uh, <laughs> I've sent her music and yeah, Stephanie would play her songs and like, you know, the reason why, like this, I had a connection with my mother, like no other, um, we shared, she loved, she loved her paranda. We would sing our music. She, she loved it. Like I have a playlist in my phone. It's called Sunday or Sunday morning where I would play this playlist on shuffle while she cooked and she danced and all that. It had a like paranda, you know, bachata, some calypso, some, you know, like a different variation of what I know she loved. You know, and she would dance and cook and all that stuff. And she loved it. Um, and we would sing together. Oh, my God. We sang some. And then she would, like, correct me. Like, no, this is what it's saying. And this is what it means. And, you know, because I don't really know the language like that. Um, I knew how to make that lady smile. I really did. I did. Um, Lord have mercy. I miss her so much. I miss her so much. Um... <laughs> I got to get better though guys I do have to get better So um, One of the things Right now Is I have other Drastic things going on in my life I just got into a fight the other day I'm not a fighter What the fuck is going on um, Other family situations Is happening um, And I'm really in a depressed state Like I'm not clinically depressed but I'm really in like a state of mind where I'm not, I'm not good. And one thing um, that happens is um, 
when you're in a state of mind or if you're in a negative state of mind everything else is going to be uh, everything else is going to follow that path like um and you're like damn this this is happening this is happening this is happening like i'm not good you got to start looking within like yo i need to do the work i need to get myself together um yeah i'm in no rush to stop missing mommy um and i'm gonna miss her forever that's never gonna go away but i don't have to be in this depressed state i gotta get better i gotta get better for me and for for you guys you know what i mean um so all this negative stuff that's going on in my life it all is has to do with me and my energy and like i said i've been i've been really depressed since january um and i still am in a depressed state of mind i'm not happy i'm not totally happy and i need to be um yeah i laugh and smile i drink and have a good time but i'm still not good so i'm gonna do the work um and i'm gonna start having this and this is part of the work this is part of my growth and moving forward with my life and um making things happen with my 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 life goals um i just have to accept that my mom will not be here in physical form to experience this with me because i have plans for her (laughs) and she'll be there in spirit every step of the way and i just wish that i could every time something good happens i just want to see her smile I want to feel her, feel her smile. I want to feel her hug, and I want to feel her kiss. I want to feel how excited she is. No matter how weak her heart was, she was still moving. She was still functioning. She was still pushing through, and she was still showing up as a mother. And so, um, moving forward, everything I do, everything I get myself through, everything I push myself through, um, is for my mother. She was one lady who prayed. Baby, when I tell you she prayed a lot. She prayed, prayed, prayed to get to get through a lot. I witnessed it. I watched her. And um although at times I never understood it, I realized that her life changed for the better the more she prayed. The more she prayed. And um So prayer works. <laughs> prayer works. When I prayed for my mom as she was in the hospital, I always said, God, um, just make, th- make make sure that she's good. Make sure that she's good. And I wanted to be um, selfish with it. Like, I want her back. I want her in my house. I want her, you know, cooking. I want her to be here forever. But I would have been unfair to her because she was suffering. So my prayers was more so god you got it um just make sure mommy's good you know make sure she's good and be with her at all times um it could have went the prayer could have been different but like i said those prayers weren't for me that was for my mother um she's in a better place i know she's watching me now i know um I'm good though. <laughs> I'm always gonna be quote unquote good. I'm pushing through, baby. I'm pushing through. Um What else can I say about my there's a lot of things I could say about my mother. There's stories for days, stories for days, but I'm not like I'm not gonna hold you. I just wanted to let y'all know what's going on in me vida, my life. Um 
I, we plan on keeping the tradition in the family and you know for generations to come and we kind we plan on um doing things to make us stronger as a family you know um right now we have a little hiccup right now but we working through it um is what we do as a as a unit we work through it um and we get it together um so after this I'm gonna um, do a little cleanse. I'm gonna do some sage. I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna light some incense. I'm gonna meditate, and I'm gonna get my life back on track because it is necessary. Um, my mother, my mother wouldn't have it any other way. She would not have it any other way. Um, I just want to say, mommy, I love you. Um. I will never stop loving you. I miss you. I'll never stop missing you. Um, everything I do, I'm going to be reminded of you. And everything I do is to make you smile. I want to thank y'all for tuning in. Um, I should be dropping some more content soon. Um, keep on rocking out with your boy. Remember, this is Can I Live Podcast. Um, until next time, peace. I just call to say I love you. That's mommy. Saying good morning. Bye-bye.